Hello, spirit friends. Welcome to Words of Wisdom. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj. This podcast offers you practical spirituality to help you reach the highest and best version of yourself. I'm a former NBA Toronto Raptors dancer turned certified spiritual life coach, and my intention is to help you shift out of mediocrity closer to a life of your dreams. Words of Wisdom offers practical life and spiritual guidance, life-shifting tools, and helps raise your vibration to align to the life you truly desire. Now let's get connecting to your highest and best self. Welcome to episode 19 of Words of Wisdom. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj, and I'm so grateful you're here with me today. Today on Words of Wisdom, we'll be talking about manifesting your baby. And I thought, who better to invite on my show than naturopathic doctor Sarah Olihan Turner. Sarah is a natural fertility fanatic and works with women to optimize their hormonal health so they can conceive naturally. After her own fertility struggles, she's passionate about educating women about their fertile signs before they step foot into a fertility clinic. She believes that all women have the ability to know their fertile signs better than their healthcare provider. And this information provides powerful insight not only into your hormonal world, but your overall health. Her mission is to help couples conceive naturally so that they can have the healthy families and lives they desire. Sarah is a clinical director and practicing naturopathic doctor at So Health, and she's a graduate from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine from in 2009. I'm so excited to have her on our show today as we talk about manifesting your baby. So whether that's manifesting a human baby or you're trying to birth a desire, any desire in your life, The principles that she shares today and what we discuss applies on anything you're trying to birth in your life. We're also going to get into a bit of conscious parenting and how children are our greatest teachers. So I'm so excited for you to hear this episode and just keep in mind the audio on this episode is not that clear. So I just ask for your patience at this time while we figure out the technical side of this, but I hope you receive the value and oversee the sound and the audio in this. So thank you so much for joining me. And I just want to take a moment to thank each and every one of our listeners because the list of listeners that's going up in the analytics is blowing my mind. And I'm so excited because I really enjoy producing these podcasts for you, these episodes for you. And the fact that you take the time to listen, to share, to review, to subscribe, and even DM me and send me your personal messages, you don't know how much that means to me. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I'm just sending so much love and light to you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for being on my show, Words of Wisdom. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So I gave our audience a little blurb about what you do, and I'm so excited you're here because I'm going to share the things that I've been following you about and the stories, but before we do that, can you uh, tell our audience a little bit more about what you do? Sure. So I'm a naturopathic doctor, and I can't believe that I just kind of, I didn't celebrate, but it just was 10 years since my graduation. So I've been practicing now for 10 years. And uh, yeah, what I tell people is, is that basically I'm kind of a general practitioner of family health. And what I do is I see people 
all along their health journey. And we work on diet, on lifestyle, on habit hacks, on things to elevate their health. Um, because we all know that how we eat, how we live, our stress levels are all related to our overall health. And so I work with, yeah, people at all stages of their health to kind of optimize their health. That's kind of a, a general term of what I do, but I add in a bunch of lab testing. We make it really kind of scientific and specific and individual to whoever comes to see me. Mm-hmm. And I know one of your specialties is fertility. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I've always, I do think naturopathic medicine shines in terms of women's health. So I've always loved treating women, I say, throughout the their lifestyle, their lifespan and throughout the kind of milestones of puberty, fertility, pregnancy, and menopause. I find that conventional medicine doesn't really have too many tools. It has the pill and it has surgery and kind of it doesn't have too many tools that are safe and effective whereas my type of medicine we really can take a deep dive and look into what your body is telling you hormonally and basically tweak specific hormones with diet lifestyle herbs vitamins minerals things like that so in terms of fertility i'm i'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later but I always loved treating fertility and then serendipitously I had my own fertility journey. And so that kind of in that journey, I realized that, okay, I'm having this journey for a reason. And this is why I've always loved to treat fertility. And so um, I, I had, it took me a year and a half to conceive my daughter Maeve. And then um, I actually spontaneously conceived a cow was uh was it easy? Um, and kind of that was really interesting that I had a totally opposite um, experience with my son. And uh, my son is two and a half months and on me right now. So we're multitasking. And, uh, and uh, what was I going to say? Um, and so that just solidified my experience with fertility. Just I learned so much in the process. It's so funny of like, I love treating it to begin with and had experience with women's health and treating it. But then when it happens to you, you just dive even deeper in terms of learning. And I learned a lot about cycle tracking and cervical mucus, which I am now kind of really passionate about, as well as just kind of individualized looking at optimizing individualized hormones. And then I just find that my medicine, what I do, what you do, just supporting women throughout when they have to go through fertility treatments is so important and really can optimize their outcome for such a stressful financial burden of a treatment. It's just important to have as much support as, as you can to make sure that the outcome is what you want, a healthy, happy baby. Right. And that's what drew drew me to you. I mean, we have a history of having common friends, sister-in-law and stuff. Um, But what really stood out for me is when I'm following your journey on Instagram and the photos you post from your birth that's so brave for you to share. Um, But it was just so like, I love birth stories and I love seeing the raw moments. But 
Um, yeah, you shared a little bit about, you know, your struggle with conceiving, but I love your holistic approach. And that's what I love naturopathic doctors for. Um, so yes, there's the practical uh, side of things and the physical steps and, and stuff you're supposed to do yeah. with the hormones and everything that you're sharing. Um, and I, I believe so strongly that there's a holistic, natural way of doing this. So that's what I love doctors like you for. Um, but I also know a little bit about your story about, you know, you mentioned a little bit how you uh, conceive Maeve and now Cal, your son. And, you know, along with the practical side of it, what were the other aspects that helped you conceive? Yeah, and, and that's where... The more I practice, the more I realize that your mental emotional outlook is way more important than something I can give you than a test than than a vitamin or a supplement. So how I conceived Maeve, I really do think there were a number of key things that I did just in terms of not allowing the stress to consume me. So I'm I'm a pretty laid back person in general, but it's funny of like I never thought things like planning my wedding or conceiving would be stressful, but those honestly were the two (laughs) two most stressful (laughs) times of my life. And now I really get it, how how things can really consume you and you can really go deep into the minutiae. And especially with fertility, you can really... I think think about oh what did I do kind of in my university days you can really be hard on yourself in so many ways and so what I what I learned was really to surrender so I think I told you I I read um, Gabrielle Bernstein I love her work and at the time I was trying to conceive her her book the universe has your back uh, came out and it uh it had a really, she was actually struggling with fertility. And in that book, it said to basically surrender, to put your wish out to the universe. And then once you've asked for it, you have to let it go. And I think that that was Mm -hmm. a great, basically, I, that's what I did. And I did. So I wished for it. And, and beyond that is, I think this practice was really, I had, I thought up of, I, my mom actually, on my wedding day, this like makes me cry. Um, she gave me two journals that she had written to me throughout my whole life. So basically, journals, a journal about me. She kept one for each of her kids. And so she gave me a journal on my wedding day of all oh, just me growing up and what I was doing. And just, it was just so full wow. of love. And so I knew I wanted to do that for my kids. And so what I did was I wrote a letter to my unborn baby in this journal that I was going to give Maeve what, or give my, my, whoever my, whoever chose to join us and our family. Exactly. So I basically wrote a letter saying me and my husband are excited to meet you. And whenever you decide to arrive will be the right timing for us. And I, I, that's kind of surrendering to the timing and that I put the worst out there. And then I really tried to live life and enjoy the moment after that and not focus on it and just kind of focus on me being healthy and happy. And I loved my husband and my marriage and I didn't want to ruin anything by, by being too consumed with having a family. So I kind of surrendered and wrote a letter and then 
I actually ended up conceiving. I think it was two months after that. Amazing. I'm not surprised at all. Um, And this is for just a little note for our listeners that whether you're trying to conceive a baby or whatever it is, this is the same what even if you're not interested in having another child or whatever the case may be. This is not about uh, fertility. This is about how do you I feel like this uh, blueprint or the steps that you took to get to this applies in so many areas of your life, whether it's, you know, your health or attracting your husband or wife or partner exactly, um, or somewhere in your career, there's these steps. You take practical, actionable steps, like IE working with a doctor, taking steps with your health. There's actionable steps you need to do, but there's also another side of it that's important. And what I'm hearing is the emotional, mental and energetic, um, state of being that you need to be in in order to allow things to flow to you so what would you say was your emotional and energetic state in order to bring in your daughter into your life yeah and that and I I just want to say I totally agree with that this principle works for any goal any want in your life and I do think that Mm -hmm. that yes the the state that I was in was I, I made myself practice gratitude in what I already have because gratitude is such a very, like, it's such a simple thing, but it's so, so powerful. And if it just brings you to the moment. And like I said, I've, I've actually seen people where things that they're focused on ruins their present relationships, ruin things. And I think that we get all consumed and we don't realize all the good we currently have. So, so that's what I focus on. I focus on being grateful, being grateful for my husband, being grateful for my great family, my nieces and nephews. And I, I actually remember thinking, okay, if a baby's not for me, then I'll just be the best aunt ever. And that will be great. I just kind of accepted and was grateful for all the things that my life, already has Mm -hmm. and what do you think gratitude does for someone we say we do here do the gratitude list say it and I think what people say is like I am grateful but it's funny often when they say I'm grateful there's like that tension and anger around it and frustration around it but um, it's not just about going through the motions right so yeah what is it about gratitude that makes it powerful and makes it work I think it's really just bringing you in the present. I think in anything difficult in your life, it's very easy for your mind to wander to the past with thoughts of shame or thoughts of uh, regret. And then it's very easy to get consumed about the future. I, I see a ton of anxiety in my practice. And I think we all have little bits of anxiety that creep up here and there no matter if you have clinical anxiety or not. But I think that gratitude really allows you to kind of tweak your brain. I think it's a great way to tweak your brain to be, to be in the present. And, and what are we if we're not in the present? We have to live our life and really appreciate these moments that we have. And I think that that, and now becoming a parent, it makes you slow down and really appreciate that. Yeah. Time and life will just pass you by if you don't, if you don't practice living in the moment. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and gratitude plays a huge role when you're a new parent too, <laughs> and staying present. Yeah. Um, but I love that you said that. That otherwise, really, if you're not in the present, where are you? And you're going to be if you're not in the present. I say you're in the past or you're in the future. Yeah. And both of those always take you out of your power, and both of those put you out of alignment to what it is people were working so hard to bring about in their life. Um, because if you're in the past, you're dwelling, there's shame, there's anger, there's you're repeating, you're in a low vibration most times when you're repeating, re- replaying the past. And same thing, if you're too much in the future, thinking of the future, where's my baby? Where's this? Where's my husband? Why don't I have this? Why isn't it happening fast enough? What if this happens? We're in that state of outside of our power, but we're in the state of anxiety most times and anxious yeah anxiousness and wanting it and, and desire and want and feeling the lack of it versus when you're in the present really really truly that is where your power lies and it gets you grounded gets you present it gets you aligned vibration you feel lighter you're happier and really if everything is energy whatever you put out you're feeling this gratitude and lightness and happiness where wherever you are with a baby without a baby with a husband without a husband whatever it is that you desire if you can find a way to get in a state of gratitude and be present and really get present then it just changes so much in your states in your mind body oh totally and 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 your emotions. And I think that's where that's where connection and love happen in this in this state of being present in the moment. And for me, I've like that's what life is about. Life is about love and connection. What are we without love and connection? So I think that that's where that flows for me, at least. Uh, oh no, that is for everyone. Yeah. And that's really, at the end of the day, what we're all in search for when we want the baby or the partner or the home or this job is really we want, we think we're going to feel a certain yeah. way. And so why not feel that now before that thing outside of us shows up? Exactly. Oh, I love it. So uh, I just could talk about, about this with you forever. I know. <laughs> so what are, what are some things you do now to, you know, being your business owner, uh, you have patients, you have two kids, you have a husband, you have a home. What do you do now to stay in that grounded present state? Oh, I, I think parenting, I think trying to be the best, most present parent is a really good practice for that. I think parenting is full time, full on. I'm, I'm, I, my husband and I kind of tell our friends and every, and uh, my brothers have their kids are a little bit older. So right now we say we're in the trenches of it, but we really are loving (laughs) every second we love just, we're just trying to kind of soak in every moment. And I, for me, the journey of becoming a parent and now being a parent is, is the thing that like, that's going to be my legacy is my kids. And that is going to be the thing. I don't know if you follow any of, um, I hope I pronounce her name uh, right. Shafali Salisbury, I think the the yeah, Dr. Shafali. Uh, so her. she like for me reading her things, I just is yes. kind of conscious parenting. conscious parenting and the awakened parent. And for me, that's yes. how I see myself growing and learning and being a more open, present person in just being a parent and allowing my kids 
to show me who they are and foster who they are and without putting my own preconceived and uh, I don't know, societal beliefs on them, if that makes any sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, completely. And like, this is why I love this conversation type uh, interviews, because I didn't even know it'll go this direction. But let's touch on that for a moment of what conscious parenting means, because I see that all too often, even with my clients of, um, you know, they're open spiritually to a certain degree, but our children teach us so much. And I feel like they're the teacher. We often think as the parent, we have to teach them. Yes, you teach the basic things in life, but you, there's so much, they come like, they're just this bright beaming spirit and they come untainted is how I look at them. So they're going to show me love. They're going to show me source energy. They're more connected than often we are. So if we, if we allow them to be the guiding light, like I, my Luna teaches me how to be a mom. Like I couldn't even plan this, the amount of books and the, the preconceived notions that I thought who I was going to be and how I'm going to parent. But really end of the day, our children are, they have the manual. And I think allowing them to really honestly, truly be who they really want to be, who they're meant to be. And you often hear people saying, you know, that's just who they are, or I'm just going to allow them to be who they want to be. But people, uh, parents often try to mold them in a certain way to fit their beliefs, to fit their wants, needs and desires. So um, that's my long winded part of it. But what does it mean to you to conscious parents? Yeah, and that that's, that's exactly you couldn't, I couldn't say that better. That's exactly my thoughts in it is that they are teaching me and whenever this is big for me, whenever I'm aggravated, or impatient, I realize that this is my thing. This is not them. This is me wanting to be somewhere on yes. time. This is me. So it's, I've really kind of switched it from, from them. Like they're not trying. My daughter is the sweetest. It, it, they just don't have a concept of time right now. She's not trying to make me angry or, you know, not put on her boots. She's just into reading a book at the time or into doing things. And I think you just have to realize that anything that comes up in terms of anger, frustration, anything, that's a learning experience for you as a patient. I, I'm not a patient, as a parent, not, it's <laughs> yeah. not them being bad or anything. And that's where exactly what you said, if they have the best, purest energy. And for me, the belief that they are, they are good. And, and yeah, if we just kind of surround them with love and being present, then they will show us and, and make us whole. I don't know. But uh, I, it's funny how, oh, yeah. how this reminded me of what you said about, I'm going to circle back to my birth photos, because this has been coming up a lot for me is that society has um you don't realize how society i'm going to try to make this short and quick but society has a way of framing what we think and experience should be so birth for me throughout media and things is this painful being wheeled in screaming on a on a a, a wheelchair kind of mentality and for me to any experience in your life 
try to picture your best case scenario and your ideal and, and not let those, I don't know, things that you've been exposed to paint how what's possible. And so, yeah, I'm so, so lucky that I was able to have two home births and I was able to actually have my daughter present for my son's birth and she was just mm, just over two <laughs> and she and it's funny because my mom was there and my mom was taking care of her a bunch she wasn't there the whole time but she would come in and out and she knew exactly what was going on and and it's funny when my mom told her friends about that she was there and she was taking care of Maeve during my birth and that Maeve saw Cal be born so many people are like isn't that gross isn't that difficult and for me, mm-hmm. this is one of the biggest moments in my family's life. And she's my family. And including her in this moment that I wanted to create as a safe space and as a really positive birth experience, just, um, mm-hmm. uh, just I don't know, people sometimes can't understand that. And it's interesting that they don't realize that the possibilities of a birth that yeah I practiced hypnobirthing and that was quite calm I was in a tub there's not there's not blood like it was not mm-hmm. this traumatic thing for her for you're me not, you were yeah you're not screaming and and like exactly yeah, it's not how the movies depict and it. for me having my daughter there was was her being part of this big family moment for us and and now she can say I was there and that's when Cal was born and mm-hmm. and she's been so great with the adjustment of being a big sister and I think it's part of part of that is because she was included in it anyway I know that that mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> went off tangent but I think that from a mental yeah. emotional standpoint of that you can hold space and and I don't know, live life in your own. Well, I don't know. What I'm yeah. hearing in that is that you, you're creating this safe space and, and the, not even just environment wise, but emotionally, spiritually, mentally for you and your family. And how often do other people's ish come in their fearful conditioning and, and societal conditioning and judgments that come on to us that we adapt that so it sounds like it does take effort to you know keep unconditioning or blocking out or protecting you know the sanctity and the sacredness of our thoughts our emotions our body our wishes yeah. So that's what I heard from that in terms of like, it's so easy for fearful conditioning to come in and it comes up, right? Even, you know, as you're pregnant, as you're trying to conceive, as you get married, all it's normal for it to come up. It's not like a perfect, smooth, sliding down the rainbow story. No. so it's going to show you your stuff. Things are going to come up. Our kids show us our stuff. But what I'm hearing is like, just to tie it all in is like, number one, there's, you know, the fearful conditioning is always going to come up yes. no matter what you're yes. going through, no matter what you're trying to birth in your life. And it's our job to keep cleansing and, and detoxing and renewing and protecting um, our sanctity. But you are, what you've displayed is that, you know, you've just preserved that so beautifully for yourself and you journey through that and you preserve that so beautifully for your family. Well, so thank you for sharing all of that. Well, thank, thank you. And thank you for tying that in. Cause I was like, where am I going with this? 
And that's exactly <laughs> that's okay, the, I get that it. fear. Yes, yeah. fear. You put it perfectly. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I'm so glad you just touched on that because like for a lot of our listeners and a lot of my clients too, right? We get, they get hard on themselves. And even for me, like the, the work that we do is, you know, you, you keep getting, you show, keep seeing your stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I say it's like a shedding of ego, like becoming pregnant, becoming a mom. Whoa, that was a huge shedding of so many layers of ego. And like you were saying, like when you're getting agitated, when you're getting anxious, like why are we not out the door? And why are you up 5 a.m. in the morning? Like those things, like your kids show you and there's different people in different ways that your ego keeps being revealed to you and you have an opportunity to cement that ego or I'll go through the, the changes of shedding, like embracing uh, the shedding of ego. And when you do, I just feel like it just opens up oh, so much as a woman and who we truly are at the core of it. So totally. Thank you for, thank you for sharing your beautiful story with us. But before we go, can I do a little rapid fire question with you where I have five questions and I just shoot them out to you and you just say the first word or sentence that come to mind. Are you open to that? Let's do it. Okay, cool. Okay. So first question is number one, what's your favorite self love practice? Um, right now it's having a shower. (laughs) 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 I can't take that lately. That's precious time. Um, I think, Uh, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, exactly. That's the first thing that came to my mind right now. So let's keep that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's nurturing. It's renewing. It's, I understand that. That's, that's where I go and I meditate now is in the showers. And if you have Um, some, yeah, I have this like scrub and body whip that's, like natural with like essential oils and for me it's just a way for me to take 10 or 15 minutes as a reset and right now that's kind of what my life is like I love it I love it this is because this is real life and I I also want our listeners to like reframe what self-love is or self-care practices and instead of making it so separate from themselves it's something that could be integrated in your everyday life yeah exactly uh Number two, what's your favorite thing you've manifested so far? Oh, my daughter. Oh, yay. Number three, latest thing you've learned about yourself? Huh. Latest thing I've learned. These are hard questions. I know. That one. um, (laughs) Latest thing I've learned about myself. Ah. I don't know why I'm having a hard time with that one. Um, that I'm a mom of two kids. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that can hit you like years later too. <laughs> okay, I like that one. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll yeah. take it. Uh, number four. The last time you laughed until your belly hurt. Oh, I, I think it was, I actually was reading a Facebook post the other day and it was just a hilarious mom like whole long story of her cleaning up like poop on a slide in the playground and the whole fiasco that went along with it and it was so funny so yeah sometimes you like <laughs> online you find things that just kind of crack you up 
Yeah. Awesome. Um, I just have to share one. The one that makes me really laugh was there's like this drawing this mom made of her sleeping in the bed with her husband and the newborn in bed. And she keeps getting scratched up and kicked while she's feeding her kid. And then there just keeps being a reference to the husband who has useless nipples. <laughs> and then the, like a couple hours later, she looks over and it's like useless nipples. So I thought it was really fun. That one makes me laugh. Um, back to you. Uh, one thing you do to pick yourself up when you're not feeling so good. Um, a movement. I think getting outside, you can't underestimate the power of just getting outside in nature. I think that that for everyone in na- either in nature or getting moving and the two of those combined are like a total life hack. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I love it. So before you leave us for today, can you tell our listeners how to get in touch with you and a, a quick blurb about so health if they, you know, are looking for a naturopathic doctor or fertility help or any health concerns that they may yeah. have, how can they find so you? So my clinic is yes, so health, S O W health and my website's so health.ca and my clinic is actually right on Young Street at Young and Shepherd um in Toronto so if you're if you're in the area and in the kind of north Toronto that's where myself and my colleagues see patients in a clinical setting we have we have a uh, a cute little clinic right on Young Street um and on our website that's where you can find about kind of my practice about what I do and even you, there's online booking on there um and then the other great place as you mentioned to find me is Instagram I do think that that's kind of my most active channel or I'm trying to keep active there and it's dr.sarah.olahan.turner so we will we'll link it in our show notes yes perfect thank you so much Sarah we loved having you and thank you for sharing your story and your energy and it was so good to spend some time with you thank you so much thank you so much And thank you to our listeners for listening to Words of Wisdom. Until next time, sending you love and light.